Welcome to the Zimmerman Podcast with your host, CEO, wedding professional, educator, and mom, Jessica Zimmerman. This is a brand new Zimmerman Podcast mini-series, Sleeping with a Stranger Under the Cover. In the next few weeks leading up to the release of my memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger, we'll be taking a look under the cover as I share insider information about the story and process behind my memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger, which releases May 7, 2020. I'm sitting down with Rachel, who will be interviewing me about the deeply personal and never-before-shared details of my journey through living and writing Sleeping with a Stranger. So let's do this. Let's go under the cover. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to Under the Cover. Rachel, what are we talking about today? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, yeah, we've gotten to cover so many cool things, and we... We just have a few episodes left, really, because the book comes out so soon, and I'm so excited. So when we're recording this, it is a Thursday, and your manuscript is finalized literally tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So um, we're just going to talk about how are you feeling, what is that like, knowing that after tomorrow, it is a done deal. Um, You can't add anything to it. You can't take anything out of it, which might be scarier. And um, yeah, it's just as far as writing the book is concerned, tomorrow you are finished. What is that feeling like for you? It is equal parts so relieved and uh, completely uh, petrified. (laughs) Yeah. Equal parts. Um, I, gosh, I think that this is, again, this is a reason why a lot of books don't get published is because there's always something you could change, always something you could add. There's always something that you think about that could make it better, you know? And at some point, it's like a flower arrangement. You just have to stop and you have to go, you know what? It's good enough. And let's just, let's move on. Um, But it's interesting. Sunday was my birthday, uh, March 1st. And I read the, the whole book, um, which was kind of weird. It was kind of like, oh, yeah. it's my birthday and I'm reading my whole life. Um, but I read it. And when I got done, I thought, goodness, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm just so in it or what. I just wanted someone else's opinion. And I knew, you know, you had read it. And there's been a couple other people that I know that have read it. And I thought, I really need someone to read it who doesn't know me at all, who doesn't have a clue who I am, right. doesn't know my story at all, because that's the only way we're going to realize if we have holes in it or not. And so this is a really funny story. But again, this just shows how I feel like I'm on the right path. Um, so on the very next day, Monday morning, I looked on Instagram and I had a message from a girl and she is um, pregnant and she's about to have a baby. And she had messaged me saying that she loves to read. And she had actually been a part of another author's launch team last year and she really enjoyed it. And so if we were going to do anything like that, she'd love to be part of it, that kind of thing. And I messaged her back and I said, hey, this is really random. Like, I, I don't know you at all. We've never met. Um but would you mind giving me your phone number? Can I call you and talk to you for a couple minutes? Because I usually can get a really good gut reaction from somebody. I don't know why. I just, I feel like I can. So she was like, yeah, here's my number. I called her and I said, listen, I know this is completely random, but 
do you have plans today? And she said, no, actually, because I'm about to have a baby and I have blocked off a couple of weeks to kind of get, you know, everything ready uh, for me to go on maternity leave. And I said, well, listen, I would love to give you the book today to send you the manuscript so that you can read it. I said, I need somebody who doesn't know me to, to read it and to see if there's any holes and to, you know, just let me know what you think and, and everything. And she said, I would love to do it. I have nothing to do today. I would love to do it. And so it was interesting. So I made her send me an email that said, because we didn't have time to do like an official contract. And my business students know how crazy I am about contracts. Like I, like even today, I was on the phone with my attorney having her, I had to sign three different contracts today for other things. And I was having her check them and make sure, you know, everything looks good and, um, and everything. And I'm having her look up, um, you know, one one additional thing about the book that I thought of today that we need to make sure is legalized and everything. Anyway, I'm all about that stuff. And so I said, I need you to email me uh, something that says, you understand I'm going to be emailing you a copy of the manuscript and that you agree you will not show it, you, you will not share it with anyone. <laughs> and um, so she sent me that. And then I sent her the manuscript along with a document that just had a few questions in it. And she read it in that that day, and that was just unbelievable to me. And and she also said on the phone call, she said, "I honestly don't know anything about your story." She said, "I started following you about four weeks ago, and I, I don't I don't know anything about your story, so I'd love to I'd love to read it." And so that was just I couldn't believe that that all happened. And then she gave me feedback that night. She had filled out the document and it just, it gave me a lot more peace about it. I felt a lot better. Yeah. I love that. I love that she was, she was, you know, kind of just came along at the right time and gave you some of the objective clarity you needed. Um, and I feel like there's been so many times throughout the book process where, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's such a hard process, but you have always been given kind of little encouragements and things to just help you kind of push on and persevere as we're going through the process. Yes. And I think too, that's a testament of just ask, like, you never know, just ask if you're sitting, like I really was, I was sitting there going, I just need someone who doesn't know me to, to read this. And, and lo and behold, that happened. And then being bold enough to look like a fool and say, Hey, I know you don't know me. And I'm going to have the audacity to ask if you have plans today on a Monday, you know, and if you can take off the whole day to read this book. And, um, but it, it never hurts to ask. And so I actually have a meeting as soon as you and I finish this episode, I have a meeting with the editor uh, one final time. I gave her my notes yesterday. And we have one more meeting and then tomorrow morning it is going to, you know, layout, which is insane. But I'm, there's, I am relieved that we will be done with the writing process and we can fully focus on marketing because right now I'm kind of, my heart is already moved on to marketing because mm-hmm. I'm just a futuristic thinker, but I, I know that I need to make sure the writing is, is good. And so it's, I'm kind of got my feet in two places. And so I'm ready to, to be able to kind of fully commit to marketing. Yeah. It's hard feeling pulled like that. And, and you know, you, you're kind of ready to move on to the next thing. It feels but like a step to... back, even though it isn't. Right. But to me, my brain, the way it works, I think it feels like a step back. Cause I'm like, oh, I've already done all that. I've already written it. Right. And I'm already moved on to this area, but no, I have to like pause and, and go back and 
make sure everything is 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 good. And yeah, it's funny. On Tuesday, I had an appointment with Lynn, my therapist, and who is Larry in the book. And uh, he was asking me how I was feeling, and I said, you know, I'm getting a little anxious. And I think part of it is because we're so close. We're just a few weeks away, a couple months away. And I know that I think beforehand, I didn't really have to think about other people reading it. And as it gets closer, you know, even when I go pick up my daughter from school, somebody will say, I can't wait for your book to come out. The other day I went to the dentist and the receptionist was like, can't wait for that book. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, all these people are going to read it. And, and even just thinking about my parents reading it, you know, and I hope that they are okay with it. You know, I hope that they feel good about it and that they, you know, understand that it's, it's my story that I needed to share, you know, all of those things. I hope that, and, you know, a couple of my friends that are in it, I hope that they all understand that some of these things needed to be shared. Now, of course, they're going to, I'm going to tell them about it before it goes out to the world, but I can't change it, you know? Right. Well, and I think it's kind of like the people who you don't know who are going to read it, it's, you know, they're going to think what they're going to think and you can't control that. But it's when the people who you still have to see in your life all the time, <laughs> you know, you, of course you care more what they think because they mean something to you. Like their opinion does matter. Not that it changes what you want to share, but it does matter. Right. So yeah, I can imagine that being really scary. Right. You nailed it right there. It, do, it does not change what I'm going to share whatsoever, but it, I want people to know that it was written with such care and intention. And I hope that that comes through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there are things, probably some of the sections that you're worried about that you could have changed and you could have glossed over them to spare feelings or, you know, what, whatever the reason, but the truth is that is how you felt and that is what happened. And, I think it's not nothing you say is accusatory, but it's just true. It's your truth, and that's a, a large part of the of what you're passionate about in sharing your story. Is that like what happens is painful, but it's also true, and you can't you can't try like if you try to dull the pain, then then that's not being truthful. So some of these things that you share might be painful circumstances that happened with family members or with friends or, you know, un things that might have been unavoidable, but were still painful. And yeah, it's hard to know that, that you're not going to have those just inside of you anymore that anyone could read them. Right. But, but it is true. Tomorrow I won't have to worry about it anymore. It'll be done. Right. It'll be done. I don't have to worry about it anymore. So yeah, today was making sure finishing not just the manuscript as a whole, but the dedication, the acknowledgments, um, the book description, you know, all of those things, making sure that all of those things are written well, just basically everything that goes into a book. Yeah. For years, I've shared the good, bad, and ugly of my business journey, from near bankruptcy to earning seven figures. But when it comes to my personal life, I've been a closed book until now. May 2020, I'm releasing my memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger. Join the Sleeping with a Stranger waitlist 
at sleepingwithastranger.com. And you can be among the first to read my real, raw, personal story from the inside. That's sleepingwithastranger.com. So as the final question for today's episode, I want to ask, and this was um, inspired by a question by a follower, um, but if you had to think about Jessica before you wrote the book and Jessica today, how do you think, not the business, but how do you think you have changed through the book process, if at all? Are there any ways where you think, I don't think that I'm the same today that I was, you know, six months ago because of this process? I think I've changed a ton. I think, I think anyone who, in a couple of different ways, number one, I think anyone who takes the time to write about their life is going to be changed. There are going to be things that you don't really realize until you write them you know, and, and there are things that are really healing about that. And there are things that are surprising. And there are things that you have to work through. There was a lot of stuff that I wrote that ended up not even being in the book, because it doesn't really have to do with the main story. But I wrote, you know, just as part of writing about my life about, you know, ex-boyfriends and and things like that, that I really learned a lot about myself when I kind of go back and I revisit that time. And I'm able to look at it through adult lenses, you know, versus teenage lenses. And I think that's really fascinating. And so I think I definitely have grown and healed. And one of the things that I definitely talk about in Sleeping with a Stranger is the death of my sister. And I think that there has been a lot of healing um, with that through writing this book, just a lot of healing and a lot of compassion for my parents and yeah, and all of that. And then I think I've definitely grown in the sense of, I think before, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to be really, really honest. And I I hope that this doesn't come across wrong, but I think before I was in a a kind of an everyday business life that I was, I don't want to say in control of, although I was in control of it, but where I kind of was like, here's my idea. Here's what I would like to do. Here's what I think we need to do. And everyone kind of rallied around it and was like, yeah, let's do it. What do you need from me? What do you need from me? And we were this team and we, we did it. And this has been such a time for me to be like the dumbest person in the room and be like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that. And so it's been humbling, but in the best way because I feel like I've learned so much and it's actually made me eager to learn more about other industries and to expand my, it really showed, like, I really thought that I knew a thing or two about business. And I still believe that. I still believe I, I, I know how to run a successful small business. I know that I know how to run a successful wedding business. I know I know how to run a successful education business, but I think that there was also so much that I still could learn by working with another industry. And so by, by working with people in the book publishing industry, it has been really fascinating and really humbling and such a great learning experience. And so I think I've changed not only personally by having some healing and also being able to just release all that. 
Like, I don't think we realize how much we carry with us, you know, how much we physically, like, I mean, emotionally carry. But if you just imagine like this huge, like Santa Claus's bag of toys, you know, like if you can just imagine like having this huge bag that you just wake up every morning and you throw over your shoulder that weight. And that really is what happens when we don't heal some of the things that we've gone through. And so I think I don't feel like I'm carrying a bag anymore, which is amazing. I think I love very differently. Mm -hmm. I think I thought love was something different before I wrote this book. And by writing this book, it's given me like a new definition of love. And I think that's huge. And I think if nothing else comes out of it, then that is something I'm so grateful to have learned. And I don't think I would have learned it without writing it. And then as a businesswoman, I think I've learned so much. So yeah, I've changed in both ways. Would you pay a dollar a day for more energy, focus, and drive? That's what I get with Beekeepers Naturals Bee-Powered Superfood Honey. Every day, I take a spoonful of their bee-powered honey, and every night, I go to bed after my kids, which is saying a lot. Before bee-powered, I'd be totally out of energy by 4 p.m. Can anyone relate? Running a growing business while being a mom to three kids, including some pretty wild twin boy toddlers, it's exhausting. But with Bee Powered, I feel more focused and driven than I have in a while, like maybe even before kids. You know I wouldn't try to sell you something that I don't believe in and actually use myself, but I love my Bee Powered, and now I honestly can't imagine my life without it. If you want 15% off Bee Powered, go to ZimmermanPodcast.com B to get yours today. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash B-E-E. It's not safe, this new venture, but it is really good. Man, it is not safe. No. <laughs> the truth. And that is something, too, I'm working with people. I'm having to, like, sign these contracts with people that I've never worked with before. And I'm just, you know, you take a risk and you go with your gut and it's like, okay, here we go. Here goes nothing. Let's yeah. see how we do. But it's also part of the thrill, you know, and Lynn said something to me on Tuesday because I just was like, I think I said in a past episode that this costs tens of thousands of dollars. I'll just be honest. It's we're in the six figure mark. Uh, we're well into it. I didn't, I didn't expect all that, but that's just, that's what it costs. And so, um, I want to be real honest cause I know I get messages from people who want to self publish a book and I just want to be real honest about that fact. It's expensive. And so we're well into the six figure mark and I was talking to Lynn and I said, you know, there's no guarantee where I'm going to make any of that money back. No guarantee at all. And he said, but you know what? You've been coming in here now for three years and I've never heard you say, man, I really messed up. Like I really messed up on that business venture because I've done, I've done different business ventures over the past three years. And he said, I've just never heard you say that. So he said, I think you'll be okay. And I thought, well, that's comforting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think regardless of what happens, you're not going to look back and say, man, I wish I had never done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could have really kind of half-assed this whole thing and gotten it out and, you know, not kind of done it to the level that we're doing it. But I think I would have uh, regretted that. At least this way, I know I've done it the best way that I know how to do it. And I have hired some of the best people. And if it doesn't do well, then 
there's nothing else I could have done. And I think I can live a lot more peacefully that way Yeah. than wondering what if. Mm-hmm. I, well, I'm so excited. Um, I am... I'm excited for you that the manuscript will be finalized tomorrow so that your head can move on with your heart to the marketing portion and you don't have to feel pulled into different directions. And I'm so excited for everyone to read the book when it comes out in 60 days. Oh my gosh, May 7th, guys. Well, 60 days from when we're recording. By the time this releases, it'll probably be more like 30 days. Ah, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. Okay, May 7th. Guys, please buy more than one copy. (laughs) You'll love it. I promise you'll love it. Goodness. Okay, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Zimmerman Podcast miniseries, Sleeping with a Stranger Under the Cover. Don't forget, you can get book updates and VIP treatment at sleepingwithastranger.com. The book will be available May 7th. I'll see you next time.